I just finished our teaching church piece. Thank you, you guys, for picking me up. I appreciate that. What a great job. Our musicians are fantastic. Just fantastic. Think a lot about being grateful. I, I really do. Uh, I don't know if it's being a grandpa or what, but uh, being a dad, you're grateful for like when your kids go to bed and that kind of stuff. And when they eat what they're supposed to, when you're a grandpa, I mean, my grandson walks up to me with a book, throws the book in my lap, and then walks backward to jump up on my lap. Now, I don't know at what point that stops, but we never had it with our own children. They just, I mean, they were touchy-feely and that stuff, but my grandson's something else. I don't ever have to say no to him, right? That's my son and daughter-in-law's job. They have to say no to him. And I'm deeply grateful for that. Or, or, or maybe it's just the moment in life, right? Our society's opening, things are getting better, things are getting easier. Just, I'm just so grateful for that. My wife and I went down to the Spectrum last night and had dinner, and it was just so nice. And uh, sat and watched a little bit of fo- uh, basketball, and it was just so nice. And even the loudness of the, we were at the uh, yard house, it, it was so loud and raucous, but it just felt so good as opposed to the deafening silence of the last two years. And so as Stefan led out, I wonder what you're grateful for. What, what are those things where if we were to say today is Thanksgiving and we were all to hold hands and go around the horn, what would you say you're grateful for? Because as we continue on in our sermon series thinking about trust, the first step of trust is gratitude and acknowledging that all that we have and all that we are comes from the gracious, generous hand of our Lord. And I love that. I think one of the things that's changed dramatically in our church over the last generation has been the idea of gratitude. I'm able to see the, 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 the church through different lenses and through different people's mind's eye. And there's so much more grace and so much more kindness, so much less kind of judgmental attitudes, which I think is rooted and focused in a sense of gratitude. For what are you grateful? To whom are you grateful? Because to whom you're grateful defines uh, your identity and to whom and what you're tethered. And if we're just tethered into here and now and kind of hooked up to the, the whims and the, well, what's got to happen today, this afternoon, then, I mean, there's something bigger and grander for us than that. If our identity is only found in, and rooted in our own feelings, in how things affect us, then, then I've got good news for you today that there's something bigger of which you are a citizen than just the moment. This is the word and promise of God from Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 through chapter 4, verse 1. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord. Stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. Our citizenship is in heaven. We belong to God. 
I always think it's interesting if you're an atheist and it's Thanksgiving and, 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 and somehow you were this, this strong, cold, hardcore atheist said, I don't believe in God and I don't believe in this and I don't believe in that. And, and I honestly don't know an atheist who's happy and jolly. And I know a handful of them. They're like, oh, you know, like, dude, just relax. You're buying lunch, right? You're a Christian. You believe God, right? I'll buy you lunch. Just, I know you never buy lunch. What? Right? But what do you do if you're an atheist? And you have a twinge of gratitude. Where do you go with that? Boy, my grandkid. Boy, my wife. Boy, my job. Boy, my... I'm really grateful for this. But I think it must be one of the most frustrating things of holding an atheist philosophy in your life. To have a sense of gratitude and not know where to turn. Maybe that's one reason why that way of life and thinking becomes kind of cold. How wonderful it is to have our citizenship in heaven with the Lord Jesus. I love that that Paul says that he, he puts a but right before, but your citizenship in heaven. And, and he talks about citizenship in earth and, and kind of being tethered to, to all the stuff that's here. He makes some just difficult comments. He said their God is their stomach, their glory is in their shame. And then he says, but not you. You are citizens of heaven. And so unlike the atheist, you and me, we know where to turn. And not only do we know where to turn, we know how to turn. We turn to God, God the Father who made us. God the Father who said, trust in me for all things. Not just the little things. Not just making a red light. Not just coming down and having thus and such. Trust me for all things. Trust me that I will provide. Look at your life. Look back. Turn and look and count those blessings and turn to me with gratitude. You won't be sorry. You won't be lost. Rather, you'll find a richness and a joy in your soul that comes from being grateful. And because our citizenship is in heaven, our passport is punched with the blood of Jesus. We belong to heaven because of Jesus what a marvelous gift that is. People believe that Jesus just redeemed, like, he, he, he just redeemed, like, us, right? He died just for me and that I could be in heaven with him. Well, certainly that's a part of it. But God redeems more than just us souls and things. He redeems our time so that those moments, those minutes, seconds, hours, days, decades... They, they are redeemed. They're covered in the love and the grace of God for us in Jesus Christ. And to link together all that time in a life that's been redeemed and called of God and to find deep satisfaction in that, that God has moved, is moving, and will move in my life reminds me that I'm grateful for every moment that I have, the good ones and the bad ones. And as surely as God has redeemed me, he's redeemed the people around me. It's funny to say that. It sounds kind of stupid, but it's not like duck, duck, goose or, okay, the ones, the threes, and the fives are with Jesus, two, fours, and six is too bad, right? It just doesn't work that way. Rather, if I'm redeemed, then you're redeemed. Then you view me as a child of God, and I view you as a child of God. And we're grateful for the fellowship that we have. The relationships and the love and the kindness and the encouragement that comes through being in a deeply relational context like, like St. John's.
gratitude. It's not happy people that are grateful. It's grateful people who are happy. There's four pieces of, of, of gratitude I'd like to just have set in your heart just for a, for a few minutes. And the first thing is that gratitude is inclusive. And that's really hard. It's easy for me to say I'm grateful for Glenn, I'm grateful for Stefan, I'm grateful for y'all, this is cool, I'm grateful for you, I'm grateful for your shirt today, it just makes me smile, I just love that, right, I'm grateful for all the good things of life, but if we're going to be grateful for the good things, then we also have to find a way to make our gratitude inclusive and be great, grateful for the difficult things. Yesterday I was a part of a funeral, part of a funeral. A 29-year-old girl passed away. 27 people with dark coats and ties in the sanctuary. Probably the worst day of their lives. Pastor, come and say something. Okay. A one-year-old little boy who doesn't have a mommy anymore. How can I stand up in front of them and say, you know, at some point in your life, you're going to be grateful for this day? That sounds stupid. But what does this sound like? For we know that in all things God works together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Looking back at your life at those challenging moments, would you be grateful to God for those times that through challenge and pain he grew you and molded you and shaped you into the person you are today? Because gratitude is not just for the good things. Gratitude is inclusive. And we're called of God in view of his mercy to find meaning in those things that are difficult and painful. Gratitude is inclusive. The second piece is that gratitude is attentive. I don't know if any of you have noticed, but the the hills in East Orange, they're starting to get lit up with all the yellow mustard, which I just sneeze like a maniac on. But if you go from the top of the yellow mustard down to the bottom of the, um, to, to, to the floor of Santiago Oaks Park and Irvine Park and stuff, the orange flowers are starting to bloom. The California poppies are starting to bloom. I was out riding my bike with some friends, and uh, I said, do you see those? I said, this place is fixing to get orange. And they looked at me, and they said, as much as you've fallen off your bike the last month, you need to pay attention to the road and not the flowers. I'm like, okay. Gratitude is attentive. It's not passive. Gratitude engages in that conversation. Do you see the lilies of the field? Do you see the birds of the air? Do you see all of the things around you? And do you find gratitude for them? Gratitude is attentive. It's a a mindset. It's a way that we look at people and things and events and say, I think this is cool. And then the other side of that is, I think that eventually this will be okay. Gratitude is inclusive. Gratitude is attentive. And I only ever remember the last one next. Uh, Gratitude allows us to acknowledge. Gratitude is contagious. There you go. Gratitude is inclusive. Gratitude is attentive. And gratitude is contagious. You know a little bit about being contagious over the last two years? I'm inviting you to infect everybody you possibly can with the bug of gratitude to elbow your, your child next to you and say, I'm just so grateful to God for you. 
And they look at you and say, when is donut time at this church again? <laughs> so contagious. I can't get over the amount of people who are coming back to church every Sunday. This will be the third Sunday in a row we've run over 1,000 people on our campus. And before we went into the hibernation that is COVID, we'd run somewhere between 13 and 1,600. So we're kind of getting back. Three weeks ago, there was a gentleman who I hadn't seen in a long time. He had his mask off. He had a, a, a blue, like, velvet suit on. I mean, he could have stood out in the crowd. Super nice guy. And we were singing an old hymn. He was just sobbing. He said, Pastor Tim, I needed this so much. I just needed to be here. Gratitude, right? Gratitude is contagious. We catch it from one another. And when we are a, a, a ministry, when we are people, when we are a family of believers that is filled with gratitude, people want to be where we're at. Yesterday, our campus was alive with uh, uh, vulnerable children's ministry. Pastor Trevor was out. I mean, it, it's just so fun. You've never seen anything in witness. Something so fun is the ladies fighting over the baby, the little babies in arms. Give me that kid. It's like, hey, wait a minute. I get it. You should have a timer. Okay, you get three minutes, you get two minutes, and that's just the coolest thing in the world. I was told this morning in the Bible study hour that there are high school students driving from the west part of Anaheim to come in and be a part of what's going on here. Why? Because they're making a difference and an impact, and it's a joyful group to be involved with, right? Gratitude is contagious. Spread it around. Elbow that person, just smile at them and wink and say, like our silly pastor said, I'm just grateful for you. And finally, gratitude is theocentric. Gratitude reminds us that we are citizens of heaven. We are not citizens here. We're passing through here on our way to someplace bigger and grander. But gratitude reminds us of the theocentric universe that we live to. We are tethered to God. We are tethered to something infinitely bigger than ourselves. We're not run by our appetites. We're not run by this or that or all of our feelings all the time. We are tethered to God. And gratitude reminds us that the world is bigger and grander than just us, just me. And reminds me that I can rely on and find comfort in my relationship with God and His great love for me in His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I love that. It's a rich, rich season to let go of some of the pieces of life that have followed us the last couple years. And to invest ourselves, our lives, our hearts in trust. Maybe not faith per se. We're going to talk about that in the weeks ahead. But in letting go of the control of all the things we think we're in control of. And through a sense of gratitude, trusting and holding on to God. Would you pray with me? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity to be here today. Uh, it seems like I've been talking the whole morning, and what, what a great, it just feels so good, Lord, and I thank you for that. Thank you that you love us and that you are with us. I pray that you would make us keenly aware of those things for which we are grateful. So much so, Lord, that then they're, when they're right in front of us, that, that we couldn't help but say, man, I'm so grateful for that, or man, I'm thankful for that, or doesn't this make us feel grateful? 
And in that, Lord, we would exercise that trust in you. And so for young people, for children and grandchildren, we are grateful. For moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, we are faithful, grateful. For faith in life in Jesus Christ, we are grateful. For opportunities to serve, we are grateful. For painful moments of life that lead us into a deeper, richer walk with you, we are grateful. So bless us as we come to your table in the moments ahead. You, you, the fancy word, Lord, the Eucharist, a, a giving thanks for your presence among us. Make us keenly aware of your grace and your love, that our hearts may be filled with the richness that comes from you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.